This is Cinema Degeneration. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I, I just can't take no pleasure in killing. Just some things you gotta do. We all go a little mad sometimes. You wanna know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? You just can't let them go? Go! Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> Please, God. This is God. The dead will walk here. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Your suffering will be legendary, even in hell. Get back! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! They all flow down here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Boy, you're doomed. Hey fiends, Hellcat here. On our show tonight, we offer up our Takeout series, where we will explore the realms of foreign horror cinema. Our hosts will take you along their travels all over the globe, while diving into some of the most lucid storytelling, savage cannibals, vengeful spirits, sadistic killers, and the post-apocalyptic zombie-plagued landscapes. Join us as we dissect the classics that prove sometimes fear comes with subtitles. folks welcome once again to cinema degeneration this is a new show that we're doing called cinema degeneration's takeout where we specialize in foreign films of all all kinds italian japanese korean french what have you 
for the premiere episode, we are doing the 2006 Korean Cinderella, directed by Bong Bang Dak. Uh, I'll probably pronounce that wrong. <laughs> but it is what it is. My co-host this evening is the wonderful Constance Medrano. Say hi to everybody, Constance. Hello, hello. It's been a long time uh, since uh, we've chatted on the phone or really in any way, it. shape, or form. Yeah, in any way, shape, or form besides like Facebook, I think, and God, almost the last year. Yeah. Well, we've both been super busy, too. So, yeah. and then pandemic. And, and pandemic and just 2020 being what 2020 is, you know, it I'm is what it is. But yeah, every, every day feels like a year. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. But uh, Constance and I have been working together off and on on, on films and other projects for well, a couple of years now. I think uh started corresponding and uh, working together through Lost Bastards on the Nightblade shoot, I think. Yep. We would talked a little bit before then when I was trying to get Crocodile Chronicles rolling. And, well, well that's another show for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a while. We've been on a few film sets. Uh, what If you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself before we get started, you know, what your okay. credentials are, so, so to speak, sure. in our indie world. <laughs> so I have been doing film started out as an actress in the hospital and I think that was like what 2012 it feels like forever ago honestly 2012 I think or 2013 maybe I think it came out in 2013 honestly I think I was upset <laughs> in 2012 <laughs> it's been so long um but that's how I kind of got started and that really just ignited my passion for this because I'm a very creative person and it just it it pushed me in the right direction and then since then i've done i've got like a handful of films under my belt where i've that i've been in i've been on a couple sets doing set photography or makeup or special effects cameron and i met on like officially met in person on nightblade um where i was doing effects um and i did some set photography but i think kim did the most of that for los bastards um but yeah, and now I co-own a film company with my partner in crime, Daniel, who you've done a show with. Yeah, a couple and, of so far. Yeah, um, and so we're Condog Films, and we're also a part of Rad Entertainment, so it's it's pretty pretty legit. Yeah, and you also you know make a lot of stuff that smells really yeah, good. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I own a business called Mooncat Crafts. Yep, and we make a little bit of everything. Yeah, I like the wax melts myself. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to admit that I am a wax melt guy. I go through those things quite a bit. We actually have some new scents coming out, so let's keep that. Oh, I, have, I have to keep up on that. But we are not talking about wax melts too much yeah, tonight. We are gonna be we're, <laughs> we're talking about the 2006 Korean Cinderella. Uh, when you when we were talking back and forth about a show to do together. And to kind of make it special, you know, at least, you know, uh, especially for you, um, and you brought up doing Cinderella, I I, I jumped at the at chance, you know, uh, I hadn't. Uh, now, I've got to preface this by saying I thought I had seen Cinderella. I was fairly certain. I know I'd seen the trailer. I definitely remember seeing the cover, and I'm about 99% sure that I had owned it at one time, but, you know, uh through many, many years, my memory and the residuals are just not what they used to be. So this film is like was all new to me. 
I am I am think I was sorely mistaken that I had ever seen it. And I'm ashamed of myself for if I have seen it and forgot about it because this movie was quite memorable. Oh, it's uh, so good. I gave it a rewatch. I, I bought the Tartan Asia Extreme uh, DVD. Beautiful uh, copy, too. Still came sealed and uh, uh, with, with a slipcover when I got it, which was not expected since I got it. I thought it was supposed to be used off of eBay, but, you know, points. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's a beautifully crafted film. Oh, it so is. We'll get right off into the opening shot. I think the opening shot, I loved the how it was the candles being lit on a birthday cake. Yeah. And it's being done out of focus. The, the cake as it slowly pulls into focus. And then the, the cake drops and you see the feet drop. Yeah. Into so, frame. Yeah. So it definitely opens up with, with a shock. Um, and I love how it plays the whole film does it, but like, especially in the beginning where it plays with what's in the foreground and what's in the background and just that imagery. And it's just so pretty. Yeah. I love the cinematography of it is one of the major selling points. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and for everybody that doesn't know, we are doing spoilers tonight. We do spoilers on cinema degeneration. So if you haven't seen it yet, stop right here. (laughs) <laughs> watch oh, yeah. huge spoilers guys <laughs> yeah there's really no way to talk about this film and not spoil everything about it because it's, it's just yeah so damn yeah good. it really is so huge spoiler alert <laughs> so from there you know we get it it's well let, let me give the quick imdb synopsis since we've already did the, the cold open of the film but the synopsis is quite simple. It's a the daughter of a plastic surgeon experiences strange events that seem to be connected to her childhood. Now, as what the IMDb says, it's it's <laughs> it's uh, so much uh, more than that. Uh, holy shit, it's a lot more than that. It really uh, is. Hyun Su is, is is our main character. You yeah. know, our, our the heroine of the film, if you will, and her mother uh, is a plastic Uni. surgeon. Yeah, her mother, Uni. Yeah, and I love Uni. She reminded me, um, she looked a lot like uh, Michelle Yeoh. She does. She does resemble Michelle Yeoh a lot. And uh, at first, for for half a second, I thought, is that? like, no, 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 it's not. But, uh, yeah, how do you describe it? It it really, I mean, the mother, the plastic surgeon has worked on all of Hyun Su's friends. And yeah. basically, I mean, wouldn't you agree that this is basically that there seems to be a madness spreading, at least that's what it appears to be in you know, the opening couple of uh, scenes and whatnot amongst her friends of maiming themselves or killing themselves and this not being so, able to deal with their new faces. Yeah. So I think in the first 20 to 30 minutes, it kind of sets up the supernatural tone with... Um, with uh, Young Sue's friends coming to her mother, who operates like she owns this building within her house, it seems like, um, about these plastic surgeries. They either want like new cheeks or new eyes or just a new nose, various cosmetic procedures. And there's an underlying theme of vanity with like everyone. And then, yeah, they just, it's not their face. So they start wigging out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're just like, this isn't me, you know, they don't recognize themselves, and they start just self-desecrating themselves. Yeah. And, you know, there's a line at the beginning uh, when 
one of Hyun Soo's friends is going under the knife, and I wrote it down, and it just it it sets the tone for the entire movie, and it just says it takes to be pretty, and yeah. I I just I think that line, I mean, you know, that that's a very no pun intended, blood and guts kind of way of uh, describing the movie, which is, you know, bloody at certain points, but it's not a overtly gory movie as the, like the cover art, you know, the cover art and the poster art would lead you to believe that it's tons of, you know, bloodletting and whatnot. And it's really a few isolated incidents. It not, not to say that that's a detractor from it because it's definitely not. No, I, I would agree. There's, there's not a lot of gore and you would think in, in the film with the with the art and stuff that was used for promotion that there would be and then also with the mother being like a plastic surgeon you would assume that she's going to go in there like all dr carnage style and start hacking people apart <laughs> and she just doesn't what was the one friend's name i'm i'm forgot to write it down in my even my one and a half pages of notes that uh starts having the horrible visions at the birthday party and then just locks herself in her room for you know and she's supposed to be locked in there for a couple of days um that i want to say was let me find the name oh goodness i think it's i can't say it i'll I'll butcher it i'm so sorry but it's like sinyun or something like that that sounds Close I know enough. it's an S. I know it's an Close S. <laughs> I, found, I found it myself, but I have such a hard time. It, it could be the name Bob Smith, and I would probably massacre it if I was trying to do it live more than once. You know, I just, I can't, I can't do names. I'm, I'm horrible at it. So instead of massacring it again, we'll just say uh, Hyung Soo's friend. Yeah. The <laughs> first one. Locked... <laughs> yeah, the first one anyway. I mean, <sighs> It's so harsh. I mean, you know, she, I mean, she essentially cuts half her own face off. At least that's what we're led to believe kind of happened. Yeah. So up until that point too, I don't know if you had caught it. um, The amount of mirrors that are in each scene to kind of either they're pointed at the person or they're to the side, but there's always a mirror in just about every scene of the film. And I think that plays into the underlying tone of, of vanity as well as, what's the supernatural element of what's what's going on what's behind them what's in the corner because i caught myself on this watch through and like i I said previously i've watched this film half a dozen or a dozen more times um i caught myself looking going okay what's back there why is this in the scene what am i looking for and i thought it was really cool (laughs) well i think you know as the longer that especially with people like yourself and I, as we get more experience on film sets, you know, and do more on set work, we start to pick out more of the things in the background because we realize everything that's in front of the camera is there for a reason. If it's, if you caught it and you've seen it, somebody wanted it there for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Might be, yeah, there might be stuff that you didn't catch the first time because you're paying to the attention to the action in in front of you that's in your face, you know? And there's a lot going on, but man, there's so much going on in the background. Like, like I said, that opening shot as well, you know, with the stuff that's going on out of focus when it racks yeah. focus back and forth. It's very, very well shot. I would it's like to so see more is. of, yeah, the, I would like to see more work from the cinematographer more than anything, more than even the director or the actors, but just the man that who shot it. Yeah, he would, he did such a good job. Um, and I don't know if you caught too when, uh, 
her friend is in the bedroom before she like starts cutting up her face. Um, there's pictures of her that they had done from like the sculpting where she had cut her cheeks up in the corner of the film. So as she, yeah. So as she's sitting there racked with like this, this, she's just scared. She's racked with fright (laughs) and she's talking to Anna. Afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And when she's talking to Young Su and up in the corner, like in the, the left hand side of the film, there's the sculpture that they had done previous in a previous scene with her and the cheeks ripped. And I just thought I was like, that's so foretelling. Like, ah, I loved it. <laughs> See, yeah, I gotta watch it again. I got nothing going on tomorrow. I might I may just <laughs> <laughs> rewatch may just the film. Watch- yeah, I may rewatch it because, like I said, you know, I was so positive when you brought it up. Like I knew about it, I knew what it was about. I must have just heard a lot about it and just mistakenly thought that I had it and that I watched it because th- this was like a whole new film to me. Right. Uh, I also caught. I I had to rewind it as I was watching because I glanced away for a moment and as I came back to it for a second uh when the friend is being operated on at the beginning and that very ringu uh samara kind of characters coming across the floor like the fingers are all bent backwards yeah as as it's crawling i realize the fingers are bent backwards so there's like crawling on the palms of her hands with the fingers uh yeah i have i have a lot of arthritis pain so yeah yeah, i have arthritis pain so it's just like how and this, I would say that too that the sounds are just like so chilling. Like hearing the in the character that that you're referring to is the girl with the long hair. That's what she's referred to as the girl with the long hair. Mm-hmm. Um, when she's crawling and you just hear like the grating into everything. Oh, it sends chills down my spine. <laughs> yeah, it just it sounds like it just sounds like broken bones against yeah. wet insides and. Every little gross sound and painful moment that you can possibly <laughs> think of. Yeah, it's rough. It's way rough. I think that also says something about the sound design of this movie because uh, I kind of wish I had it on the surround sound when I was watching it this morning. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, not something you want to watch with the lights out while you're dark. You know, mm, no, no, it's actually, you know, that's probably the perfect way to watch it. But you know, honestly, but you freak that. yourself out. Definitely freak yourself out. Oh, um, and I don't know if you caught this too, since we're we're still kind of at the very beginning of the film. Um, so right before her friend goes and locks herself in the bathroom, when they're before the the cake kind of hits her face, when the lights yes. go out and they turn back on, did you see the girl with the long hair? Yes. Yes. Ugh, right. Background. Yes. Yes. So creepy. <laughs> I was like, because they want you to focus on the the cake on the face. They want yeah. you to focus on that. It's almost it's very subliminal. It really is. It really, really is. So good. Loved it. I, I think we should probably get into the, as I always call it, the meat and potatoes of the film. Yeah. Where, you know, of whether and of what Hyunsu uh, gets into when she starts sneaking around, knowing knowing that something is up and something's wrong with her mother right. this is definitely getting this is getting really really into the spoiler type stuff so it's oh, yeah, definitely. really extreme spoilers from here on out uh she you know she snoops around in the ba- in the basement where she's supposed to not go she's right. forbidden to go there and she starts finding pictures she basically finds a picture of this has her name on it and it's it says i think the subtitle said before the accident 
before no, 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 surgery. No, before surgery. Before surgery. I mean, yeah, before the accident wouldn't make any <laughs> right. make any sense whatsoever. And she's completely disfigured, burned. Just her face, half her face, just completely scarred over. Gone. Yeah. And I first, you know, started. This is where I, I'm pretty sure that I hadn't seen it before, because I would have remembered every bit of this. I would have remembered this reveal, you know, because my first thought was like, oh, is is this really Hyun Soo? Is this the adopted, not the adopted, but the, the orphan the, child? The because, stolen child, essentially. Yeah, yeah. The, I was called the stolen orphan child, yeah. you know. But, the you know, I mean, she's, you know, in a car accident. We're not a car accident, a car explosion. Uh, the mother goes to see the father. The father's cheating on her. Yeah. They have an altercation, and in the, the background, the, uh, the girl, uh, Hyun Su, is, is you know, much younger. She, yeah. you know, she's like, what, 12 years old, 10 years old at this time, I guess? I... Give or take. Well, if she's supposed to be like 16, 17 in present Ooh. day, yeah, in like I would say day. she's probably like seven, maybe. Okay. That way, it's, it's like a, a good chunk of her life. Yeah, it's supposed to be almost like eight, eight to 10 years, you would think, between. Yeah between the, the two different time periods, because it jumps back and forth quite a bit. Seamlessly, but, though. Seamlessly. Those transitions are so good. There was a couple times that I'm like, did we just change decades? Like, yeah. wow. Like, they did it, like, in, it, 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 most of the time when you jump times like that is so abrupt. Yeah. It was very, like, free-flowing. I was like, huh. Like, like when she when young uh young su kicks her feet up and it's present day and then she turns around and it's not like that was so seamless <laughs> yeah good stuff so good good stuff. so good. but, but yeah so the, yeah this is the tragedy of the film um the girl is locked in the car and the engine's running and starting to smoke and in the background it explodes in a fireball while the parents are are having an argument yep and poor hyun su is disfigured i would think that the way that car blew up yeah that she was actually in a way lucky to serve to have survived but i won't oh, say absolutely. but 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 is she really lucky though i <laughs> Considering... mean oh it's 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 such a complicated thing like i felt really it pulls at my heartstrings as a mom um because of everything that goes on like i couldn't imagine and then you know the uh, Uni seeing her daughter struggle and being in the burn unit and covered in bandages and being told that she's not going to make it to the point that she's like, you know, F these doctors, I'm, I'm bringing my kid home and I'm going to take care of her. Just, oh, it's so balls to the wall. <laughs> it's, it, this it's movie an emotional is insane. Yeah, it, I, I found myself uh, crying again. Oh, I, I, I got kind of misty eyed a couple of times because you know, I'm, I'm not a father, but I have two very young uh, brothers, you know, twin brothers, right. and you know, I raised them from birth until they were teenagers, you know, and it was just I, I have those moments when I'm just right. like, yeah, just it, it's harsh, it's hard, it's hard to watch because the moments when she's in the burn ward and she's even, you know, she's playing little, you know, kind of like patty cake games with her, yeah. you know, singing songs and whatnot and trying to keep the girl's spirits up but you could see it's tearing the mom apart oh absolutely and then the mother going to a huge spoiler here the mom going to the church and and praying for what would seem a miracle and it literally popping up in front of her <laughs> right in the form of an orphan girl about what about, about the same the, age about the okay. same age about the and same this age. Is, 
where the mother has basically what I consider a complete emotional break and she kidnaps her. And yeah. So what really stuck with me in that scene particularly, because it, it comes full circle and this is a, a style that I, I think I enjoy writing in too. So this just it icing on the cake for me. Um, she goes, mom, I've waited for you for a hundred days. What took you so long? And you see it like click behind the mother's eyes. Like she's very good at portraying those emotions in just her eyes of like, yep, I can take this kid. She doesn't know who her mom is. I can be her mom. I'm her mom now. Yep. It's <laughs> like it just clicks in her mind and like, okay, she's never going to know any better. Right. Which is. <sighs> and that, well, I mean, but you don't realize even at this point when she takes her and what she starts to do, you know, uh, yeah. the mom, I mean, you know, uh, you don't realize the depths of what she's willing to go. I don't think, right. you know, I mean, the, the this, there's a there's a scene. Uh, it's getting a little bit off off topic here, but it's the next the next scene that I had uh, noted is that never have birthdays been so creepy. Yeah, you know, there's the scene where where as she's growing up, she you know, uh, Hyun Su is being kept. The real Hyun Su is being kept you know, in the basement as this, like, dirty thing that's just not to be touched, not to not to be seen, not to be heard. And she, at one point, uh, if I remember right, unless I was mistaken, she gets out and was observing, you know... Uh, a birthday party. Yeah, a birthday, the birthday party. And that's when the mom, you know, drags her back down into the basement, you know, and locks her way in the room again. And it's just like, she, you know, she says, I just want a birthday. So you're ready for me to blow your mind? This is this is yeah. gonna blow your mind. So the the real young Su, uh, so I will preface this. Oh, I'm so excited to tell you. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So when she kidnaps the little girl, she keeps her in the basement, right? So the real young Su is upstairs, burned, whatever. The girl with the normal face is downstairs. So the movie makes you think that at some point they switch, right? And she keeps, she doesn't. You remember when both of the little girls were on the table? Right, yeah. She removed the little girl's face and put it on Hyungsu. And then kept the little girl in the basement. Fuck. Yeah, so the real Hyungsu is upstairs. And it's going through all this. You blew my mind. You completely, you know, now we were talking about, uh, before the show, about how I quite didn't quite get the ending. Yeah, I. So do you remember I, when I, she had the? And this is skipping way ahead too. So, you know when um Hyungsoo has the the missing poster in her hand, and her friend goes, but she has different colored eyes than you. Yeah, because Patty noticed something about the the because different eye color. The the girl the the girl with the long hair has blue eyes because it's not the real Hyungsoo. and that's why the, the the girl with the long hair keeps going. I want my face back. Give me back my face. Ah, I thought I had this film down. Now now I got to completely (laughs) rethink. You got to watch it again. You got to watch it again. Yeah, I got to completely rethink my shit here. Uh, Yeah, I I didn't catch that. Yeah, because I I think there were certain points that I stopped and I rewound, you know, as I was, because I was stopping and trying to take notes, as I always do. And I just 
I'm surprised I missed that. That because I felt like there I was missing a piece of the picture. I'm like, I figured there was some bigger picture that I was, you know, that I found like 75% of it, but I was missing a chunk. No, this film, I will say for anybody who's still listening after that huge spoiler, this film takes many, many watches to like grasp everything because there's so many like nuances and little things that you don't necessarily catch. Even on the first like three to five watches, you're not going to catch them. Yeah, and I feel like I, I didn't catch anything on the first watch now that you just completely. So, yeah. You, so just, when, you just brain damaged my brain. <laughs> so, yeah, when um she has both the, the girls on the operating table and um she's working, she moves that little girl's face and puts it on Hyungsu and it works as a perfect graft. And I think that makes it You're even. talking about that. At the end, when she removes, you're talking about like towards the end when she removes the face and sets it on Hyung Soo's body. No, so there's a or there's a scene. Before, yeah, there's a scene, scene before the, that. Okay, yeah, sorry, I, I jumped, jumped way ahead. Way ahead. <laughs> okay, where there's the scene where the two little girls, where they're still the same age, are sitting there, and you you don't actually okay. see her take the face. You just see the like, I guess it's like plastic that she used to hold the little girl down with, fill with blood, and like the teddy bear get blood on it. Okay. Um, yeah. Which you would think is the other daughter at the time. So, like, it it really it really messes with your head because it it doesn't really tell you anything until the until the end. But I thought it like just knowing that she removed the stolen girl's face to give to her daughter, and then her whole life made molds of her daughter's face, like Hyungsoo's face, to give to the stolen girl is insane. Yeah, that, that's I, I I was totally mistaken with when Hyungsoo finds the the wall of faces. Yeah. You know? And uh yeah, I completely I, I'm not even gonna give what, what I thought it was about because yeah, and now that that makes complete sense. So, because the mother, the mother is very doting on Hyungsoo the whole time, right? Oh yes, very protective. Very, very protective. Very, very doting. Seems to like alludes to that she would do anything for her. So there's a scene about mid of the film, still early in the film, where she's sitting there and she's putting blue stuff on her skin under the guise of skincare. It's alginate. She's making face casts. I got that. Yeah. I got that because I was just like, that's not a that's not a face mask because there's <laughs> that's not a, so thick. That's not a face mask. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's I've I've actually seen that like work on on sets. I'm like, I I I I know what that stuff is. <laughs> so the so for her whole life though, this is what's happened. Yeah, and, and then she's, she's promised the girl in the basement, I'll get you a new face. I'll make you a new face. I promise. And this never has. Never does. See the whole and the whole time I w- I was flipped around the other way and thought that Hyunsu was the one the real Hyunsu was the one in the basement the whole time because yeah. I was just like oh what a way to shame you, your daughter like I, I, that's what I thought I'm like that's how horrible I, I like the I m- truly feel was. like the film is supposed to make you feel that way it yeah. definitely it, it it's definitely guiding you in that direction of like this mother is so neglectful and and it's really quite the opposite but she really did the uh, stolen child a, a huge disservice 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the kid would have been been better off on the streets, to be quite honest. And you won't ever hear me say that, you know, but considering what happens to her being kept in the basement with no face for years and years, you know. I, I, and told that yeah. you can never come out, you can never see the light of day, your, your sister up here doesn't love you, which I truly believe, like, had the mother just introduce them as children it probably would have been fine <laughs> this all could have been avoided <laughs> well yeah now that you mention it if, if that's really the case that she could have been just like well you know you now have a little sister she she's you know she was as lost as you but in a different way and now you you both have a, a sister you know it, it, they could have been a as happy of a family as they could have been you know yeah but, but no, the, the mother has to to be maniacal. <laughs> I mean, and it's so just it's the subtle nuances of her performance. I, again, I, I can't pronounce her name. I'm not even going to uh, attempt it uh, because I'll, I'll just again massacre it. But uh, like you said, it's all done with looks of her eyes. It's all very subtle. She's an eye actress. Yeah, yeah. she very is. Very, very much so is. And I thought. Too, it, it makes it even more bittersweet when she's having the argument with the father in like present day because uh, young Sue keeps going to see her father like behind her mother's back. Mm -hmm. And I found that that conversation with Uni and the father was more bittersweet when she was like, no, that that's my daughter. That's young Sue. It's always going to be young Sue. And he's like, no, you that's that's the other girl. He's completely clueless to know that. No, that's his kid. Just with a different face. <laughs> yeah. The whole time he doesn't realize that, that she really is his his daughter. Yeah. But there's a there's a kid in the there's a kid in the goddamn basement. It's like the people under the stairs. It really it's, is. It really is. But it's yeah, it's again such a beautiful film. And then it plays into the culture as well, which I really enjoyed with the dark water, um, and the long hair in front of the face, because that's you know, a lot how their Onis look, um, which I know mm -hmm. Oni is more Japanese, but it's still like the same thing. Yeah, it's the same kind of feel. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's just. Do you have, if, since we're pretty much getting it, we've got into the gist of the movie, we're, we're, there's not much left to it that we can expose. I'm not saying we're over, over with, but I mean, other, other than, uh, you know, get, getting in and around the ending and how, how it leaves us. I've got to ask, do you have a favorite scene in the movie? Oh, okay. Um, honestly, I think the scene that I enjoy the most, because I just feel like it has a lot of symbolism, is when the two girls are painting, doing like their self-portraits, and mm -hmm. then they turn to look at each other, and they're painting on each other's faces with both of their feet in the dark water, and then they end up cutting pieces of their face with the palette knives that's it's funny that you mentioned it because that is exactly my favorite scene at least the scene that i find the most memorable yeah that so, I, so hard to watch very first time i watched it that's all because it's so it's it's almost mechanical like their movements stop so abruptly and then start while they're still still and they're just hacking each other's faces apart yeah, and just and it's not like hacking it really though. This is like a slow, deliberate slicing, yeah. and they're not reacting to it. They're not reacting like, "Oh my god, my face is being laid open." They're yeah. just like entranced, yeah. And 
it's, it's almost as if they were just, again, not uh, cutting themselves up like they were just painting. Yeah, yeah I agree. The yeah. most memorable scene, other than the opening shot, the opening shot is the most memorable yeah. shot. But, uh, but It's such a good way to start a film because it's, it's so abrupt. It's such like a shock. It really sets the tone for the rest of the film, in my <laughs> opinion. But yeah, the the opening and then that the palette cutting scene is probably the the two that stick out in my head the most. And then of course, uh, the whole the sequence that hit me the most though is the the kind of montage of of scenes of the mother with uh, Hyun Su in the burn ward, and when the father runs to where Hyun Su's supposed to be and, and then gone. yeah she's just gone the bed's empty it's just this is a heart sinking moment I would say that definitely that's that's a heart sinking the other moment for me um, again it's it's towards the end because it's such a just a, a good way to climax the film and like build it up but when the the young Sue that we know <laughs> that the audience knows it's is, weird. There's more than one young Sue when you really kind of watch this movie. Yeah, but the the young Sue that we know when she opens up the closet where the ice was and it flashes and you see the girl with the long hair and then it flashes again and it's just a cutout shape. <laughs> yes, and there and there's bits of hair. Yeah, like, stuck in the ice. Yeah, and there was some uh, there was something else, wasn't there? Uh, a uh, like a, a dolly or something yeah. like that type of a doll stuck in the ice as well yeah. detail yeah. when she finds the wall of faces though yeah the, before she finds you know but then she pulls it away and then you know the the the, the ice wall is behind that because that's where all, everything is leaking from yeah. but uh yeah yeah and the, the, it's a lot of great imagery in this you know it's a shame that it doesn't get talked about when people are talking about J horror or K horrors, it's called. Yeah, you know, it, you know, um, I think it actually it deserves a little bit more recognition than what it's got. It absolutely, absolutely agree. And the whole time too, like the the color, um, because it's it goes from those those hospital colors of like blues and whites to like sickly greens. It's just so, just so well done. The whole thing from start to finish. It's This is why it's one of my favorite films, because I can keep going back and watch it. I could watch it a million more times, and I would still find something new about it. You know, it reminded me of, not, not in any kind of style or way, but the significance of it hit me was when I watched uh, Old Boy for the first time. Oh, yeah. It's just how every every shot... Maybe it's just a, a, a thing with Korean directors and the, the vision they have. Every shot is so well crafted; it's it's perfect. There's there's no fluff, yeah. you know. There there's nothing that felt like that feels superfluous, you know. It, it nothing that, that feels just extra. Like eh, the, the running time could have been cut cut down, even on a long movie, longer movie like uh, Old Boy. Yeah. You know, every shot feels necessary. It feels very well. Um, well crafted to the point where it's like it's like a painting every, yeah. every frame is like a painting absolutely another good film and it happens to be a korean thriller um and it was a sequel at that but it doesn't follow really the first one was the i2 oh you seen can't the I1. I you seen can't I2. find the i2 the actual version of it anymore in the u.s because they cut out a huge scene but that's a completely different conversation you and i will talk about that later and if we can both find it maybe we'll talk about it but it too like it 
is telling a story the whole time and it's so well crafted and yeah i think that's i i really enjoy a lot of korean horror a lot of korean horror because it's just so well done I've always been a big proponent of foreign horror in general. My favorite genre or subgenre is Italian horror. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the foreign horror is where it's at. It just hits you on a certain, more on a visceral level than, I'm not saying all uh, American horror. I, I have much love for a lot of American horror, but just. There's just a uniqueness. A There's a uniqueness yeah. and it plays on actual human emotion, I feel like, um, with foreign horror. Or at least the foreign horror that I've watched and I've watched a lot. <laughs> I did, I did make a note of I too. So we'll talk about that uh, at another time. Yeah. That's another really, really good one, but we have to find, if we do talk about it, we have to find the like uncut, not American version because I showed, I showed Dan um, a few years back and I got heated. I was so mad. Like I jumped up and was like, that's not what happens. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, they cut it. I hate that they cut it. Now it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I had that happen recently with a DVD copy that I found that I thought was the uncut version of Acciona Mutante. Uh, better known as a Spanish film is better known as mutant action in America. But I hadn't seen it since the nineties. And I was like, dumbfounded because certain characters were almost completely cut out there's a, a siamese twin character is it's a crazy crazy film but it was i'm like where where, where this is not not how i remember it like my old scratchy vhs may be scratchy and old but damn it th 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 there's 20 extra minutes in it yeah i kind of felt the same way about the the i too there was just uh, i was so mad i was like now it doesn't make any sense they cut out so much of the film that like doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, I hate when they do that. But with uh, but just just talking about that, it's such you're right. It's it's like a painting. It's just so beautifully done that it's it doesn't feel like there's wasted space in the film. Like everything coincides and goes together and it's just a really really good storytelling. So like you know that the director, the cinematographer and the the writer had to have worked super hard to make sure that everything came across oh yeah exactly it's a team effort and you can tell this team was working like a well-oiled machine i mean uh i watched two, two or three of the little behind the scenes vignettes yeah. that was on the uh dvd i didn't get to watch the last couple but just watching them work even with the actors you know and uh what they were going through to uh, show the child actor, you know, like, hey, this is, you know, the character, you know, this is the character you're playing as a young, young and that here's her, her older, you know, kind of showing her the process yeah. so that she wouldn't be, you know, scared. Scared, yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciated that, you know, that they they went to such lengths. I even loved um, that they showed like the the effects artist being gentle and being like, well, I, I know that you need her on set quicker but we want this to look the best that it can and we really need to blend this in and the director being like you're right <laughs> we do yeah. please take your time and make sure that it looks the best like i when i when i saw that the first person i thought of watch, watching it was you because uh you know because you <laughs> actually have put uh cut yeah. up appliances on me and stuff and i, uh, I thought of them like oh but if constance hasn't seen this she needs to <laughs> but i mean it, it's it's nothing towards the bastard crew i love them to bits but it's like okay you have to do this how long do i have you have 10 minutes oh shit okay yep. all right 
Well, I remember the the effects artist saying to the director, "It's going to take a lot longer to blend this yeah. than it than it did to plot." You know, because the effect they were doing, they were putting on the the whole the face. face of plots. Yeah. yeah, you know, which I thought was funny because I thought of you putting the face on Jerry, the demon face. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was amazing that they worked. Like, yeah, we've, you know, we've both been on sets. We know that there's, you know, call times and crunches and things like that. And a lot of times it's hurry up and wait. But I I really loved that it was one of those moments of, okay, no, we're creating art. Let's make sure that it, it looks the best. And it did. I feel like the, especially the reveal at the end where she pulls the face off. It's just so, yeah, off of the. The real Hyunsu. Well, no, because that's no. No, that's the that's the the girl with the long hair. So that's the stolen daughter. That's the stolen daughter. Yeah, right, right, right. We're, we're talking about when she pulls the face off at the end. Yeah, when she does yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Ugh. it was so seamless because uh, yeah. I'm watching it. I'm like, and I'm like, do do do. Like, okay, what's gonna happen? Here? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, holy shit! Uh, Patty and I both reacted pretty much that exact same way. I and then she just sets the face. On, on her chest. Yun, on on Yun-Su's chest and like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Like, t- it's like time to give your face back. How about yeah. a no? How about a hard no? We'll just don't give the face back. Which, too, at the end, so after uh, Uni pulls the the girl with the long hair out of the ice and puts her on the thing, which partially makes me wonder, I know that there's a thing in... in in most Asian countries, that if you die violently, you, your soul can't rest. So that's kind of why the the girl with the long hair is so restless and, and attacking all of these things and doing right. what she's doing. So, like, I understand that concept. But it's like, kind of it, a purgatory kind of concept. It of. is. It is. Um, very Operation Wandering Soul type thing. It's insane. Um but when she, the mother pulls her out of the ice and is sitting there and you hear the girl with long hair go, I've waited for you for a hundred days. What took you so long? I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just kept being like, I feel worse because this poor girl, all she wanted her whole life was a mother. She got one. That took she, her face and abused her, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and kept her as a captive for the better part of a decade. Yeah. You know, it's just like, uh, it's a very fairy tale-ish, no pun intended, with, you know, the title Cinderella kind of thing of be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And see, I think that they went with the titles, and, and this is just speculation, I think that they went with the title Cinderella because it's very much so the glass slipper, except it's a face. Right. And yeah, it's, and it's, it's not the evil. It's just it's not an evil stepsisters or anything like that. It's, it's just a a, a, a a jilted daughter. Daughter that. Yeah, oh God, it, it's it's all. It yeah, it, it's it's uh, to put it quite bluntly, it's a mind fuck. It, it, it really is. is. It really. <laughs> I feel like if I watch it again, I may or may not understand it anymore. But it doesn't mean I'm going to love it any less. <laughs> right. And then it does do that that dark water type thing where the mother realizes that she's in the wrong um, when the girl with the young hair, long hair is yelling at uh, young Sue and, and being like, just give me back my face. You took it. It's not yours. Give, I just want it back. And when she realizes, oh, 
I done messed up and is like, no, just take me. Let's, let's go. And then she reverts to the young girl and they walk off. That's very, very on par with a lot of Asian horror that I've watched. But you, you can't tame a restless spirit that way. No, they're not going to be uh, satiated like that. No. And I think that plays into the end, too, where young Sue thinks that she's in the clear and she's she's not. <laughs> so, and so what do you so I am obviously was very wrong going into this and I have to say it. Well, I'll admit it when I am. I was wrong. I totally didn't get the end. So what do you make of how this ends? So huge spoilers. We, we I know we've, we keep saying that, but just because I'm talking about the end of the film. Um, yeah, so, big spoilers. Huge spoilers. Um, so the the mother kind of goes into like almost like a, a catatonic type state where I think that she's at this point, we've seen her already have the, the emotional breakdown to do anything she can for her daughter. And now she kind of realizes that maybe she doesn't know who the real young Sue is. And she's now that everything is kind of exposed. So right. to speak. And she's going through very clearly a mental break <laughs> when she's, she's holding essentially a frozen corpse saying, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll give you back your face. I promised I would. And she puts young Sue on the table and she starts cutting it. And she can't because she kind of snaps out of it and is like, no, this is actually my daughter. I can't actually hurt my daughter. I've, I've promised her her whole life that I'd take care of her. The spirit is still enraged and she, she wants essentially just a resolution. She wants her face back. She wants to be able to rest. And then the mother doing the, like I said, the very, the very dark water thing of saying, no, take me. We'll be together. I'm sorry that I neglected you. And essentially giving up on her daughter for the, the stolen kid. Um, right. And then walking away. I think that symbolizes peace within the mother. It doesn't satisfy the girl with the long hair because her whole thing, the whole life, her whole life is she wants to be pretty. She wants to be like her sister. Why does her sister have her face? Yeah, she just wants to essentially just wants to be an equal. She just wants to have a mother. She wants to have (laughs) she's not asking for much. She wants her face back. Exactly. (laughs) That's it. I mean, we, we there was a whole movie about this. Nick Cage and John Travolta fa- faced off about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes people, you know, take take a, a little bit of an offense when you steal their fucking face. You I know, mean, it's just, they're funny like that. <laughs> um, so we're, made, we're, what... we're laughing about this, folks. You know, but it, it, it's it's not a funny scene. It's really not a funny <laughs> subject, but it's, a, it's, it's either a laugh or cry. People, right? right? Exactly. Um, so when when the girl with the long hair jumps back up and we see her, just her eyes, I think at that point she is going to take her face back because we don't see what happens to young Sue, but she's still under general anesthesia trapped to a table. She was never right. let right. off. Yeah, so, she can't really fight back if she wanted to. Right. So I, it's definitely not a happy ending at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> but no, I, I, I got to ask you a, a question, though. Are you are you happy that the, that it was a one shot kind of movie and that there wasn't a sequel, or or do you long for a part two? 
No, I, I definitely don't think that this film demands a sequel. Because I think if, if there was a sequel, it would ruin what the film the film is. Um, it's very much so, you know, just, just a very sad tale. Um, and I think the ending, while not happy, is satisfactory. Oh, yeah. It's a satisfying ending. It's just not really happy for anybody involved. No, and I mean, it, I love that it, it toys with you, too, because it gives you the illusion of... Well, the mother's doing the ultimate sacrifice for her daughter by giving herself up and going with this stolen child to be the parent that she never was. And so you kind of have this illusion of, oh, okay, they are going to have like, again, just going back to it, because it, it's, it's what makes me think of it, of the dark water, having like a dark water ending. Right. And then, no, <laughs> young the, the girl with the long hair is not satisfied. She still wants her face. She can't rest until she has what's hers. And, you know, she shouldn't have to. <laughs> if, if somebody, you know, if somebody stole my pinky finger, I think I'd probably, you know, come back to haunt them. But <laughs> if you steal my I face. Mean, it, and it, imagine it, living an your whole life like that, though. Your whole life. Any formative years, anyway, she lived without her face. Being told that her sister hates her. Being sequestered in a basement to the point that her skin was gray like right right yeah i mean she was not healthy in any way because she wasn't taken care of i mean oh. i mean I, you get the idea that the mother you know at, at the bare minimum j just fed her yeah and that was really about it you know she didn't get sunlight she didn't get the you know really get never got to see anybody else she was a a, a prisoner for her entire life, you know, she was a, an orphan that got turned into a prisoner. So what exactly. kind of, you know, exactly, like I said, she would have been better off probably just being on the streets. She would have had a better chance and she would have kept her face. I keep going back to that, but I just kind of think that, you know, like you said, you know, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta made a movie about it. Yeah, they, they did. They totally did. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they fought each other over each other's faces. And and in, and in that fight, at least one person's got to lose. And this one, I I, I don't know who who's really the the winner here. I don't really I mean, think that there is a winner in this scenario. It it's so sad, and I hate to say that, but it's it's absolutely just heartbreaking. But so well done. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, we just like to torture ourselves, folks. We're like I said before, it's a sick world, but we're happy people. Yeah. Well, yeah. on that that note, uh, you want to get into our final thoughts and uh, and review this beast? Sure, sure. I'll let you go All first right. since uh, I blew your mind. Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first for once. Uh, well, here we always uh, review everything or scale it on a uh, one to ten scale. Right now, I have I have two different uh, ratings for this. Because, as I do for most films, when I end up reviewing them on the show, I usually have a, a rating going into it. And if the person that I'm discussing and doing a deep discussion with changes my mind about anything, they, it can lower or go higher. Now, originally <laughs> I had, you know, because sometimes people might bring something up that right. I didn't think of, and it could affect my opinion either which way. Um, I originally went into this with a 7 out of 10. Okay. I, I was I was really impressed with all the performances. I was really impressed with how, uh, just from a technical standpoint, we you know we've talked about it many times over the last hour. But I mean, the cinematography, the sound work—it's just such a well-crafted film. 
uh, I was giving it, like I said, a 7 out of 10, but after blowing my mind in the revelation of who Hyun Soo really, really is and really is at the end, the, the real Hyun Soo or the the Hyun Soo that we know, but I'm still feel like I'm a little mind fucked. Uh, but so I'm, I'm, I'm literally going to watch this again tomorrow. Um, I'm coming in at an eight and a half out of 10 now. Okay. Uh, that's my, my secondary rating. I'm coming in higher because as we were talking, I was like, I'm going to give it a, you know, an extra point. And then when we were talking about the behind the scenes stuff, I started thinking to myself as we were talking, I'm like, you know, it makes me just appreciate it a notch higher. I, felt i couldn't even give it an eight i had to go full eight and a half uh just i want to watch the rest of the uh behind the scenes footage now oh, yeah. i think that's what i'm going to do i'm going to do that and then rewatch the film but yeah eight and a half eight and a half out of ten um i i would say i would give it like a nine out of ten would i say it is a perfect film no um i feel like there's there's a big reason i say that i feel like the first 15 20 minutes of the film don't necessarily feel the same as the rest of the film like it's awesome it's got good opening and it does eventually play in but i feel like it's a little slow so if you were coming into it initially and you got 10 minutes into it and you're like this is crap i i implore you please stick it out it's worth it um but color transition sound everything about this film it's so good. That's why I'm, I do give it the 9 out of 10. And then just the absolute twist is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, the twist is uh, wonderful now that I think think that I have a handle on it. <laughs> yeah. I, it, if you watch it tomorrow, uh, I work all day, but you can always shoot me a message. We'll talk about it. I'll do my best to right answer on. I probably will. I'm going <laughs> to probably do it first thing in the morning <laughs> to be honest i love watching horror movies in the morning as opposed to at night not not because of a fear of the dark thing but like this you know i feel like starting good the day off start right with, yeah good way <laughs> to start the day on, on a day where i don't have to like go to work or anything is you know good coffee and one of two things this is going to sound really silly but either a good horror movie or some three stooges that's okay. the best way to start off the morning but <laughs> yeah, i can get on board with that all righty <laughs> well thanks for joining me constance it's been fun we need to do this again and hopefully absolutely. soon absolutely well folks you have been listening to cinema degenerations takeout series we've reviewed cinderella a 2006 uh <laughs> 2006 2006 that little fruity and slip there the <laughs> fruity and fruity and slip all right <laughs> But we've had I've I've had fun reviewing this one with you, Constance, and uh, hopefully, like I said, you can join us again. Sweet, thanks. Well, read it.